So what do you what do you tell the person, especially if they're, you know, 20 years younger and they have the same story that you had as a child and but they, they want to do something big. They've got an idea and they're working towards it, but they feel like they just keep self-sabotaging for whatever reason. What what do you want to tell them? I think one of the things is to never give up. I know that sounds really simple, but there have been so many moments in my life where I should have given up, where I could have given up, where I could have gone and done something normal. And maybe what what makes me different than other people is that I have my moment of despair and I have my day maybe of just like, you know, how would I, how can I continue on this way? And then the next day I'm like, okay, brush yourself off. We're gonna keep going. This was a great lesson. As a young child, Edwina Adams was quiet by nature. She would whisper when speaking. In boot camp, she was thrashed for not yelling loud enough. But when she discovered her ex-husband was a con man, she started to make noise, proving you don't have to be loud to make some noise. Now Edwina's on a mission to motivate so kick back and tune in for candid conversations with those who have harnessed the power of their voices. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Let's Make Some Noise, where no matter what you sound like, you can make some noise. And noise to me is an acronym for a narrative of inspiration, strength, and encouragement. And today I'm talking with Melody Edwards. She is definitely making noise. Super excited to have you here today, Melody. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much, Edwina. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. And, you know, you call yourself a community builder, and I know you're an entrepreneur. That's how I met you. But what what's this community builder? Why do you call yourself that? Um, I would say I start by being a connector. I really love people. And one of the things that I've learned about people is that they're afraid sometimes of what other people are going to think. You know, like when you're in a store and you see somebody you know, but you're not sure if they know you and we don't mm -hmm. say hello and then it's weird. I'm a person who's willing to go up to people and say, hey, or if I see somebody in a room and they're alone, I want to I want to connect with them. Um, and I'm not afraid to do that. And I also understand that when you connect with people, it starts to build your community. And mm -hmm. I want a community of people who are my people. I want to support people like you and Weena. Like we have a connection, right? And we're in a community together where I feel like I could go to Edwina and everything, like I can trust you. And I want to develop deep relationships with people that are trusting. And I want to teach other people to be vulnerable and authentic to who they are um, by yeah. doing it myself. And you're, you really are good at it. You are a professional connector in the most positive sense of the words. Um, what, what, why do you think you're that way though? I mean, like as a child, were you naturally just friendly and that's just what you did or did mm. you have to draw yourself out? I always think of myself when I was a child as being shy. I don't know that everybody would see me that way, but that's what my internal dialogue is that I was a shy kid. However, when I was really young, my parents were very um, religious and so really from the youngest age, I was taught that I should be a missionary in this world. I have the heart of a missionary. I should serve others. And I think when you're raised kind of with that belief, um, 
I, I'm always looking at how can I, how can I help others, whether, and I may not believe those same exact things that I was taught growing up, but my heart is still the same. My heart is still here to serve people, to help people grow and to be open to their experiences. Um, and so I think as a child, I probably was a little weird. I was entrepreneurial, even from a young age. Um, really? Back. Um, and I just was, um, I didn't, but I didn't know who I was. You know, I was kind of told who I was. Mm, yeah, that can be two different things for sure. So, you know, I like to talk about, talk about our childhood and, and because a lot of who we are today stems from different things that have happened. Um, and, and since we're both entrepreneurs as well, those things can affect even how you put yourself out there in the world to sell a service or a product or connect with others. And what I would like to talk to you about is like what adversities and what challenges have affected your life that you've had to overcome. And, you know, we talk about using our voice and making noise in a positive sense, but sometimes our voice is taken from us or sometimes we don't know how to use our voice. But then how have you come? And then, then later I want to talk about how did you come out on the other side and make wonderful noise, you know? Well, um, when I was a child, I suffered, I didn't, I had, a, um, sexual abuse when I was a child. Mm -hmm. Um, my parents were really, you know, they're charismatic, loving people who were very focused on the religion and helping people who a lot of times were not, you know, in a good place. And so I was mm -hmm. in situations a lot as a child where people took advantage of me starting from a very young age. And my parents, they didn't even know this was happening. Oh, man. And so what it taught me when I was really young is um, to not have boundaries, to say yes. And what I say is a lot of times when people have survived sexual abuse, they end up um, struggling with that part in the future. Like it, it affects how I do business today. Even when I say I have a heart to serve people, part of that is because I was kind of given away as a child. You know, I never yeah. learned to have to advocate for myself or to have the boundaries that are needed in order to be healthy. And it's taken me so much work to get to a place where um, I'm even starting in my 40s to to have boundaries um, in my business. What it looks like is I'm a purpose driven business owner. My I'm not motivated by the money in business. I'm motivated by my sense of purpose of helping people and the money comes. I don't think it would comes as much as it would <laughs> if I was more money motivated, but yeah. that's something I'm also working on, but it all stems back to where I started. And one of the things that I don't think is, you know, with my background, with, with what I experienced, it made me a very compassionate, um, empathetic person. Um, it made me, it put me in position where I could really understand people um, in ways that I think other people don't or can't. Um, and that's not always a, just a good thing, but it allows me to be a connector with people. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I, I don't know your full story. I do know that that was a part of it just on a surface level. I knew that was a part of it. So first of all, I commend you for talking about it today because mm -hmm. 
So many people have been down, have, have experienced that same exact thing, and they're still struggling today. Yes. And it takes people like you who have the courage to say, I know, <laughs> and this is how it affected me, but this is what I'm doing to work on that. This is how I'm moving forward. So kudos Such. to you for, for talking about it and, yeah. and feeling like this is a safe place to do that because yeah. it is. And well, they um, say you're as sick as your secrets, and it mm -hmm. shouldn't be a secret. It's something yeah. people feel a lot of shame about. I definitely, even right now, as I'm talking about it, my, I'm having a body reaction to it. Right. Um, and the thing is, I need to talk about it. I need to put the, the more that I do, the more people who come to me and say, me too. And especially in, you know, I come from a background of home service industry. There are tons of people in the home service industry who have struggled with traumatic events in their childhood. Yeah. Men we, and women. And yeah. men and women who have talked to me about this. Um, and it affects our relationships with our spouses, with our kids. There's, it just, when you hold it in, when you don't talk about it, it doesn't go away. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you've, you've been a business owner a long time. How many years have you owned a business? Um, in, I think my, probably it's over 20 years, uh, different businesses wow. over yeah. 20 years. I did start my first business when I was 30, uh, 30 years ago. I don't know if it counts though, because um, <laughs> it was not the most successful business I've had. Gotcha. Well, so I've known you uh, about a year or so, and I've mm -hmm. seen this crazy cool metamorphosis from you of having, you know, all these insecurities and these things that have weighed you down for years and years and years. But I mean, you still put one step and, you know, one foot in front of the other and you're still moving forward. But you, when I hear you talk, it's like you feel and you know that it's so much slower than it should be mm -hmm. because you're like, I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. And I'm not doing it because of this or because of that. And recently you were at an event that I truly feel <laughs> like is going to shift your world forever. So. Uh, would you like to share about that? Oh, yeah. So I went to this um, home service event that Tommy Mello puts on. It's called the Freedom Event. And on the surface, you wouldn't think anything of it. You, but it's a very, um, I went last year and it really changed my life um, because of the caliber of speakers that he has there. Um, Joe Polish, who is like a he founded Genius Network, amazing man who's uh, probably the number one connector in the world. He's known as that. Um, he's built his own community. And um, Keith Mercurio, who is somebody who is such a impactful speaker, and he has something called Ethical Influence Global, completely changed my mm -hmm. mindset last year and this year again. But the, the big thing that happened at this event was... Um, they had an after party. One of the vendors had an after party and it was like, hey guys, free open bar drinks. <laughs> and we're also gonna have a reading by Dr. Benjamin Hardy who wrote 10X is easier than 2X, the gap in the gain. And um, the other one that changed my life is who not how. And so there were a lot, I, it was at like 10 o'clock at night, way past my bedtime, but I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> when, when will I ever have the chance to hear this guy who is amazing speak? I went to this thing and I was given the opportunity to ask him a question. This is one of my courage over comfort moments because I'm always pushing myself to take action that I really don't want to, but I know that it's gonna move me forward on my journey. Yeah. And so I asked him a question um, 
about his book, you know, and in his philosophy, 10x is easier than 2x, which basically is when you're moving in, you know, when you're trying to double something, you're going to go to logical steps, right? You're going to go step by step, very slow process. And there's too many options as to how to get there. When you make a commitment to 10x something, it's almost impossible to do that. But there suddenly the ways that you could do it are very limited. It's very few options to get to that 10x level. Oh, yeah. And so what it does is it makes you have to think, has to get rid of 80% of those other options and focus in on, it's really the 80-20 principle almost, but okay. at a deeper level. So I asked him the question, you know, I, I understand logically your, you know, 10x is easier. How do you start getting, like, how do I get that mindset? How do I get it in my brain? And he answered my question. And actually, to be honest, the book answers my question as well. But I was asking a question I thought everybody there would want to under would want to know, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next thing he said is, you know, what's your 10x goal? If you could do anything by the end of the year, what's your 10x goal? And then immediately I felt like shame, and I didn't want to say anything because I was in a room full of people who have hundred million dollar companies, three hundred million dollar companies, and I've been growing this business, HomeServiceVA.com, with my co-founder, slowly growing it boutique level service for three years and helping hundreds of people, but we don't, we don't, we haven't scaled the way that we should have. And so my goal was, well, I want to get to a million dollars by the end of this year in revenue. And I almost didn't want to say it because again, shame, embarrassment, I should have already been there, you know, but I said it and he said, are you going to do it? And so one thing about me is if somebody, um, if I say something in front of somebody else, then I, I'm committed to doing it. I have to do it. Um, I might let myself down. I don't let other people down. So yeah. I just said, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll do it. And what he said is, great, give me your phone number. Um, I'm going to work with you <laughs> uh, and coach you on this for free. And That's I, amazing. Amazing opportunities. And Because and yeah. he's a the, big deal. Like he in is the, a big deal. In the, the business world. was crazy because it was open bar. So many people drinking and partying. And then there was like us, like, like 30 people who were just like, they don't even know what they're missing right now. Right. And um, it was an amazing opportunity. And what I found in my business journey is the people that I think would never talk to me, the people that I think would be like, I'm, you know, a lot of us are too afraid to even approach somebody or write them a letter or do something um, to ask for advice or whatever. Those are the exact people who, who want to help people like me and you and it is it's crazy you know why because the helpers needed help one day you know and they either couldn't find it and they had to figure it out and it was hard and they don't want other people to go through that that's a lot of times what happened absolutely Um, yeah so and just like you you know you're a helper but there was a time in your life you really needed help and And, yeah you don't want others to go through that never and sure it's a weird concept when you really say it out loud. I'm always thinking of the person who's a taker who would be like, well, why would somebody just want to give and just help? Well, I don't know why, but it's, I I care about people. I've worked Mm -hmm. really, really hard and made so many mistakes, but I keep going forward. And if somebody had talked to me or mentored me when I was younger in the way that I wish I had had, imagine where I would have been much quicker, but this is my journey and that's okay. So your business is Home Service VA, is that correct? Yes, Home Service VA. And what exactly do you do with that business? 
So um, I co-founded this with my virtual, she was my first full-time executive assistant. Um, she became my business partner and she's in the Philippines. And we basically created what we wish had existed when we first started working together. Um, I am a super driven but ADHD visionary business owner, entrepreneur. And to get all of the things that are in my brain, um, it, it's like a lot to try to manage all of those things. Having an executive assistant changed my life. And so being able to have somebody that I could like get rid of all of the thing, the hundreds of things that come in my brain, give it to somebody else. They take it to where it puts it, put it where it needs to be. Um, I want pe other people to be able to experience that, especially um, my, my purpose, my future purpose is to help purpose-driven female leaders, change makers, women, because we carry the mental load of our families, our lives. I want to help mm -hmm. those women find their partner, their executive assistant, who is going to like support them. It's kind of like, do you need a work wife? All women say, yeah. <laughs> right. And say, what do you mean? I have a wife. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And their wives don't. <laughs> they, exactly. So. so we have so much pressure on our shoulders and it changed my life. And now what we do is we train other business owners, not just for executive assistants, but for general virtual work. Um, we teach them how to work successfully with virtual assistants. We find those VAs for them. We um, compress the amount of time it's going to take to develop a close working relationship using a system I developed. And what I made it for is people like me who have that ADHD brain, like when I am allowed to just be what I call my sparkly brain, be in my sparkly brain where I just create and like it's just magic, right? That's mm -hmm. the place I should be living in. But there's so many other things that sit in my head. So the goal is yeah. always to give those other things away. Um, and these... Yeah. So these VAs, are they, you're like a matchmaker or do they work for you? So, or do you just match them and then they work with the, the home service? So up company? until now, what we did is we were a matchmaker. My original, um, and we would train all the business owners and the VAs how to work together. I had a system that made it really easy and it was a unique system and it still exists that made it really easy for people to start working together and understanding how to train because that's where business owners really struggle is how do you start training somebody without overtraining or undertraining and get them to where they need to be quickly? Um, but that's not a good money-making scheme, Edwina. <laughs> For the last three years, we have been working so hard developing the system and the structure because in my journey, I've always thought if I can create the perfect thing and just know that I'm gonna help people and make them happy, that then we could flip to an agency. And more recently, it's really become clear, like, I can't wait any longer. So literally, we are moving towards that new model starting next week, where we will be wow. having different levels of service, but either we're going to support them on the H with HR help um, so that clients can, but it's not a once and done charge anymore. And then the mm -hmm. second level would be like really just training the VAs ourselves and supporting the business owner on their journey with their VA, like completely... Okay. Yeah, yeah, supporting them. Well, very cool. So you're, you know, you talk about your struggles and like the, the mental things that hold you back sometimes, but then I see you and you're like this world traveler and you're going to all these events and doing these things. So you really do put yourself out there a lot, which is incredible for that being your story that yeah. you at least continue to tell yourself. Um, maybe your story 
is being re- re- has already been rewritten, right? Yes, and absolutely. now Melody's noise is that she is this very personable, outgoing connector who is everywhere and knows everybody um, and is doing big things. Know, I would love to know everybody. Um, yeah. I really do have a heart for people. And my greatest challenge is if somebody um, doesn't connect with me right away, I don't do this all the time, but sometimes when I know that we should connect, I'll be like, okay, I see you. We're going to be best friends. You'll see. <laughs> and usually yeah. I can, I can achieve that. Um, so what do you, what do you tell the person, especially if they're, you know, 20 years younger and they have the same story that you had as a child and, but they, they want to do something big. They've got an idea and they're working towards it, but they feel like they just keep self-sabotaging for whatever reason. What, what do you want to tell them? I think one of the things is to never give up. I know that sounds really simple, but there have been so many moments in my life where I should have given up, where I could have given up, where I could have gone and done something normal. And maybe what, what makes me different than other people is that I have my moment of despair and I have my day maybe of just like, you know, how would I, how can I continue on this way? And then the next day I'm like, okay, brush yourself off. We're going to keep going. This was a great lesson. (laughs) So reframing your mindset. I do a lot of um, reading or listening to books that are really helping with my mindset. What I say is every day I move in inches. I move an inch a day. When I go to an event, when I have the opportunity to go to an event like the freedom event I went to, I move forward a mile. And then I go back to my inches, but I'm a mile and an inch ahead of where I was before. So investing in yourself, which is the scariest thing you can do. Um, When I first invested in a coaching group, it was the most money I've ever spent on myself. And the only reason I did it was because they had a female coach coming in and I'd never had a female mentor in the home service industry. Mm. So it was like an easy decision and it was the only reason. And she's my mentor to this day. Yeah, there, there's nothing like putting yourself in the room with people who are doing bigger things and have done yes. bigger things. Uh, and it's not that everything they say is going to be applicable to you, but they will think of things or think in a way that you have never thought. And just like, uh, you know, we're both in a group with Josh Latimer, and it's quite common for us to, at the end of each call, be like, oh, wow, like my brain just grew a little bit <laughs> because yeah. he'll say something that... Like, and it's because he puts himself in rooms with people who think bigger than him that have done things. So it, it's amazing how that works. And yeah. it, and it's real. Like, you have to do that. If you want to grow, then you better get out and mingle with people who are doing bigger and better things than you. And like Josh says, don't ever be the smartest one in the room because mm-hmm. you just never want to be that person. No. And our egos tell us we want to, but it's like the part of us that's not wants us to stay the same. A lot of times we have something inside of us that, and it's our limbic system is saying, stay safe, don't do anything outside your comfort zone. Do little things that are uncomfortable. Even just talking to somebody that you normally wouldn't talk to, that's what I do. I'm a Mm -hmm. singer, but I have stage fright. And so every time I can, I go and do karaoke and I am terrified. But when I get on stage, there's like five minutes where I'm suddenly in the moment I might not be moving, but it moves me forward on my journey of because I don't want to have stage fright. You know, yeah. I want to grow. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I have a funny story about karaoke. First of all, that's where I met my husband, Jason, karaoke. <laughs> also, I had never been until the night that I went to that and had a friend who was real big into karaoke. She begged me to go and finally was like, fine, I'm not singing, though. <laughs> and um, I hadn't had a single thing to drink that night. And I mean, I think she was having a drink, but I, I wasn't for whatever reason. And um, I finally was like, you know what? I think I'll get up and sing. So zero beers, zero wine, nothing in me. I got up and sang karaoke for the first time, completely courage. sober. So that, that is, is my courage. claim to fame. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's <laughs> Not like many a... people. Usually people are like, I was so hammered. That's the only reason I got up there. <laughs> I was yeah. the complete opposite. Well, but, if you can do that, you can probably do most anything. But you know, you know why I did it? Because I looked around the room and I thought, you know, all these people are pretty much drunk. Who is going to remember this? Like... And I just, that is how I shifted the mind frame off of me being paranoid about what they're thinking to, mm -hmm. to realizing I don't matter to them. Like they're just doing their thing in their own world tonight. Like, yeah. so, and we can apply that to life too. Many That's times we're afraid to do something because yes. we're thinking, well, what are they going to think? What are, what is this person going to say? Or mostly like family and friends, you think about that. You're like, you know what? They're in their own world. They have their own problems. Just do what you're wanting to do because you'll be glad you did. You know, it's going to get you outside of that comfort zone and well, they're going to go on living their life either way. You and I have done TikToks and when we, I don't know about you, but when I started doing TikToks, I was kind of terrified of putting myself out there and, but also I like pushing myself to do uncomfortable things and my friend gave me a 30 day challenge. And so I did that by the end of that, it really within a week, it didn't matter anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how I approach everything. Like I'm doing another challenge on Facebook lives right now because um, I need to get myself back out and comfortable with talking. It, it's not about other people. We always think it's about other people. Even right now, are you staring at me, judging me? No, we're usually staring at ourselves, looking at our own faces. Right. Oh, my hair's out of place. Yeah, yeah. We're always <laughs> looking at ourselves. I, I think you look great, Edwina. Like I'm not thinking about you. So, we have to get outside of our our heads. And when you can start to take even baby steps, it can become a bigger step. Um, and then you can start to really grow exponentially. So, Melody, what's the most challenging thing life has been teaching you over this past year? Um, so the very first thing I would say is trusting myself, trusting my deep gut feelings about people, about, I mean, this is basic stuff that I've been learning over and over again every year all the time. But I think I'm getting much more confident as I move forward in my journey of understanding. I actually know a lot more than I give myself credit for. Yeah, you do. But I'm not presenting it in a confident way usually. So I tend to to trust people who are overconfident. It's my up my religious upbringing just kind of I trust the charismatic person in the room. That's like my default setting. Um and so really learning to who to trust, what to do, um and really trust my gut feeling. Um I've also really struggled. This is a weird thing and I'm being vulnerable about it, but we are so good in our company at finding VAs for, for clients. Our internal team, we struggle with finding the right people because of the culture that we've wanted to build is so specific. Um, and 
and it's just purpose-driven, heart-centered people who are focused on serving others. You know, that's the goal. But also with that comes a lot of emotion, a lot of mm. other things. And you can't scale a business when you're focused on one type of person. Yeah. So I've learned a lot of lessons um, that about people this year. And I want to um, say one quick thing about this for, for leaders. There's this video that I watched online called the, the Wise, the Fool, and the Evil. And what this man said, he's an amazing speaker. I've watched it dozens of times. I highly recommend people watch this. But when you're dealing with, if you're a wise person, you tend to think that everybody else is wise as well, that they're going to take your input. Um, and, you know, you might tend to think, well, I'm the problem. Like if you're a wise person, you're going to look at yourself first. When you, But a lot of people are fools. So they might be really smart. They might have climbed up the ladder because they're super smart. But when you are talking to them or giving them feedback, they might deflect that and say, I don't understand or I'm confused. What do you mean by that? And put it back on you. So if you're a wise person, your eyes are open. You're, you want the light on you. You want people to give you that feedback. When you're a fool, you're deflecting the light. You're squinting from the light. But we mm -hmm. miss that. I miss that sometimes. And mm -hmm. so I always bring it back to me and I'm like, maybe I'm not explaining it well enough or what am I doing wrong? Even though I've communicated with hundreds of people successfully, something's wrong with the way I'm communicating right now. Um, and it really taught me a lot about leadership and understanding that just because I approach things in a, a certain way and somebody is smart doesn't mean that they're doing the same thing and you have to manage different kinds of people differently. It was yeah. a really great lesson I learned from a lot of hard situations this year. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. I hadn't hadn't heard of that. What is the video called again? It's called the wise, the fool, the wise, the foolish, and the evil. It's by. Okay. Um, I'll try to. I'll give you the link so that other people can watch it. I highly recommend it. It was something that changed my view of leadership. Okay. Very cool. Well, um, what uh, what kind of legacy would you like to leave with your voice and this this new you know noise that melody is showing up in the world make and that she's making <laughs> so i think in the i always think of like how many people can i serve how many lives can i change and sometimes when i just say it like that it's so generic but what i really mean is i want to be a support person i want to be the person on the back end for people like you, Edwina, or other women, especially who are purpose driven, trying to change the world, because if I can be the behind the scenes person who's giving them the support that they need and the resources they need to do the bigger thing, I can have instead of me just making change, I can be making change throughout other people by supporting them. And then the ripple effect is much larger than it would be just for me if I was doing it myself. And then on the other side of that, um, we work a lot with Filipino virtual assistants, and I want to create generational change. Um, I want to create leaders in their in their homes, in their community. I want to create genera generational wealth change by providing people with living wages, which is not hard to do in the Philippines. And just um, having like a being a connector, being a community builder and inspiring others to do the same, just by being a little more courageous. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those that don't know, like I know Melody also is a mother and a wife and, you know, so it's hard. It's hard mm -hmm. being all of those things and running a business. 
And some people believe that, you know, you either need to do one or the other. And then some people believe, well, you can have it all. I honestly don't believe you can have it all (laughs) the way some people say, think that that means. Um, I think you can focus on certain things at a time. And that's why many times women own business, businesses grow slower and um, look different. It doesn't mean they're not successful. It does not mean that they're not changing the world. It's just the journey is different because Absolutely. families are a priority too. And those are mm-hmm. still our priority, but there is this thing inside of us that is bursting out in Absolutely. a mission that is beyond that. And that's good because the world needs that too. So yes, thank you for yeah. helping yeah. other women do that. <laughs> it's, you know, I was a single mom when I was young um, until my daughter was about 10 and that that journey, um, it was really difficult. I could not grow my business. Everything that I did was affecting my child. And even when I got married again and had my son who's 14 now, I had to hold back a lot because everything I do in business affects my family. Now my son's 14, my daughter's 24. I can travel to events, but I know a lot of Mm -hmm. women who can't do that right now. And it's frustrating. But that's why I want people like you and me to be a voice to understand like there's a season for that. This might feel like it should be the season, but it, but be patient. It will come. Yeah. And then there are those women and I know them. They have been they had a, a business when their babies were young and they just did it right. They had somebody looking after their kid yeah. nonstop and they were just traveling, traveling, traveling. And this is where it comes down to that. You can't have everything yeah. because they lost out on having some one-on-one time with their kids, Absolutely. going to certain events, um, a bond that maybe isn't there now that they're really sad that they don't have. So it all comes down to choices. And that's why, like I said, um, a woman-owned business, just because it may not be growing at a rate mm-hmm. that something else would, you know, don't look down on that because they're changing the world, whether you know it or not. Yeah, we often <laughs> really look to are. the person with the biggest business or who's done the quickest journey. And mm-hmm. we dismiss the people who are newer or who have like, maybe they haven't been, you know, you and I have both been dismissed many times in our journey because we didn't show the, the, up the same way that some of the guys were able to. Um, I was one of those women who, when my daughter was growing up, I missed moments with her because I had to hustle. And, yeah. and I, and I know that I'm aware of it. And I changed the way that I, because I had more space when I remarried and had my son, I was, and still remain hyper aware that I don't want to miss moments. You know, you don't get those yeah. back, but right. I never want to shame or guilt any woman because we no. make these choices and there are choices and it's okay. You know, whatever works for people is what they should do. Right. Exactly. Well, Melody, how can people get a hold of you? Well, I'm, I have a website called melodythings.com, which has all my things on it. Um, but, and it has my businesses, all that stuff, but really I'm old. So I'm on Facebook, Melody S Edwards. You can message me on messenger. Um, that's the easiest way to reach out to you or to me, you're probably going to get my assistant and that's okay. She always brings everything to me. So <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. I, I have enjoyed it and um, wish you the best. And, and I know that you're going to do some really big things in this next year. 
So thank you, Edwina. You're the best. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. And for everyone else, you can go to edwinaadams.com to connect with me or uh, see what I'm doing and how I'm available to speak and do different things. Also, make sure you subscribe, leave a review. If you love this uh, episode with Melody, let her know, leave a comment about uh, Melody and um, we'll make sure she sees that. Thank you so much, everyone.